what I tell my clients is to more think of it as it, it's a way to reduce your tax burden throughout the year so that you don't have one big payment. You know, your quarterlies, the government requires you to submit quarterly estimates for your taxes throughout the year as a someone that's receiving income as a self-employed person. It is important to pay those quarterly so that you don't get any fines and things like that. Welcome to the Know Your Worth show, where we teach you how to think about your money differently so that you can achieve your sexy money goals. I'm Sydney, your money maven and owner of Know Your Worth. And I'm Kristen, Sid's Dime Piece bestie, team member, and busy mama twins, here to make sure that those of us without a financial degree can still level up with each episode. Let's get started on reaching your next goal. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Know Your Worth podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sydney. And I am your other host, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm your money maven. Yep. And I'm Sid's bestie and assistant and all the things. Absolutely. Today, we are going to drill into a a little bit more of an intense topic, Mm -hmm. one that's known to... Give everyone a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of sweaty armpits, (laughs) clammy palms. (laughs) Yep. We're talking about taxes, taxes, but specifically how to pay them. And even more specifically how to pay them. We're mostly talking today about single member LLCs and sole proprietorships, single member LLCs, and also probably a little bit of this will also be applicable to multi-member LLCs because you can still figure it out with multi-member LLCs mm-hmm. and partnerships to it. So similar there, you're all going to be required to submit your quarterly estimates on a couple different for a couple different reasons. Okay. I know this was a really foreign topic for me when I went from school counseling where they just took the money to having my own business and having to set money aside and plan for it. And I swear to God, I emailed my tax account like, a hundred million times. Like, wait, what do you mean? Tell me one more time. How much do you need? Mm-hmm. Like just clarifying and not really understanding how it was figured out. Yeah. So I think if somebody listened to episode nine of our podcast and they got all that beefy information about like sole proprietorships and LLCs, this is a great piggyback to that. Yeah, So absolutely. So this is a part of our entrepreneurship series. Mm-hmm. So for all you new entrepreneurs out there or just those of you that want to take more control of the business that you're in, this is a huge step forward. Also, we can help you with this at Know Your Worth. We help all of our clients get ready to submit their taxes here, get ready to pay those taxes. We don't do the actual filing for our clients, but it helps to have a good bookkeeper or just to have good bookkeeping records so that you can make accurate tax payments. Yes. What's the point of quarterlies? So the point of quarterlies is that the government requires you to. But also, <laughs> I, you know, what I tell my clients is to more think of it as it, it's a way to reduce your tax burden throughout the year so that you don't have one big payment. You know, your quarterlies, mm. the government requires you to submit quarterly estimates for your taxes throughout the year as a someone that's receiving income as a self-employed person. It is important to pay those quarterly so that you don't get any fines and things like that. But there are a couple stipulations to paying those quarterly estimates and the amounts that you need to pay. What it is mainly you want to get to 90% of what you need to show on that year's tax return by the time you're filing your tax return. Okay. So if you get to 90% before throughout your quarterlies, you won't pay a fee. You won't pay a fine. So the government wants you to make those quarterly payments to make sure that you are staying up to date throughout the year and they want their money. But it also helps you as a business owner. So it is one of those nice things that it's hard to do, 
but also as you're making those quarterly payments, you're knowing that you're just, you're not going to get hit at the end of the year. Right. So it's a nice way to just spread it out and the government wants you to pay them. Yeah. yeah. It's like a necessary evil. It is. And they are weird dates. So it's your quarterly tax estimates, but they are on odd dates. The, the last quarterly payment of the year is due January 15th. Mm-hmm. So they are odd dates. So that is something you want to be aware of is like the hmm. dates that they are due and making sure that you know when they're due. So they're not necessarily due at the end of a quarter. the actually true quarter. Yes. That's weird. So they're due the 15th of April, mm-hmm. which makes sense. That's after the first quarter, 15th of April. But then June 15th, which is not the end of the second quarter, which would be, so you're talking June 15th. So it's only two months there. Mm -hmm. And then the next one is September 15th. And then the next one is January 15th. Hmm. So it is odd. They are weirdly spaced. So that is one thing that you just want to know as a business owner. It's not truly like the end of the quarter, the quarterly estimates do. It's a little bit different for your estimated payments. Your end of the year payment and your quarterly payment are due in the same like time frame. Yep. And that is a bummer. It's a true bummer. But if you stay up to date and do 90% of right. it, yeah. It's then not it shouldn't as, be that bad. Not exactly. As a it shouldn't be that bad. It's still a bummer. Yes. It is okay. still a bummer still just a bummer. because it just causes internal dread. Yeah. But that's where if you're really prepared <laughs> for it and you're submitting those quarterly, you're just going to be up to date by the time you yeah. get there. You might have a little bit of a true up, but it, it shouldn't be all that terrible. Yeah. So if you're familiar with yeah. internal dread. <laughs> internal dread, exactly. <laughs> I feel like Just... I should have insurance <laughs> internally dreading. <laughs> like anything. That's everything. fantastic. <laughs> okay. We should design that shirt. Okay. So, Anyways. The first piece of this is you really okay. want to determine your tax obligation. Okay. So you want to determine whether you have to file quarterly estimates. So you're somebody that is reporting your income on your personal tax return with the Schedule C statement. So it's an easy question for your tax accountant if you have to submit quarterlies or not. The first year we did the Golf Academy and it was very new for all of us submitting quarterly payments. We all were W-2 employees at the time. So we all were paying payroll taxes throughout the year. And we really didn't know what we were doing leading up to that. So we didn't pay any quarterly estimates our first year and we were fine. It was totally fine the first year we were in business. We didn't really need to worry about it. The very next year, I was the only one that was completely self-employed. And my sister, my brother-in-law, and my husband were all still W-2 employees at separate companies. Yeah. And our tax accountant advised us that I was the only one that really needed to make sure that I submitted quarterlies for my personal because I needed to make sure that I wasn't going to cause Alex and I to get a penalty. penalty. So the business doesn't pay the penalty. The person pays the penalty. What kind of weird role is that? Yeah. So because the taxes aren't paid by the business, they're paid by the individual. You can take a distribution or you can take an owner draw to pay those taxes, or you can pay the money from the business. You can take the cash out from the business, but it is considered a personal payment. It's Hmm. considered an owner draw to then pay the taxes. So you want to determine if you are someone that needs to submit quarterly taxes, determine if that's your business. So just a quick text email over to your tax accountant. (laughs) If it's new, hey, is this something I need to do? Your bookkeeper, hey, is this something I need to do this year? Your bookkeeper is able to give you a lot of insight for your business, but your tax accountant is going to give you a lot more insight because they know your whole personal picture. Your bookkeeper for your business might not know if you have investment property or or accounts or Mm -hmm. you are a landlord as well in addition to your business, uh, which is separate. So your tax accountant is going to see the whole financial picture. 
and really be able to tell you where you need to submit quarterlies from and make sure that you're on the right track for those. After that's calculating the estimated tax. You can calculate your estimated tax by using the form 1040ES. It is on the, so the IRS <laughs> website. I do always get my forms mixed up so that I always have to like recheck what the forms are and make sure. But the 1040ES, that's a an ES. It should be easy because it's an easy one to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> that Internal was a bad trend. one. Sorry, everyone. Internal trend. <laughs> the 1040ES is the form for its estimated tax or individuals form. And it will help you with the calculation to determine what you will owe on a quarterly basis. Do you fill it out four times a year? You can. So what it does is it just helps you walk through how to calculate it. It walks through what your total income is or gross receipts. And then it would walk you through what your deductions are. And then it would say, calculate out this. And it it gives you like a step-by-step calculation for it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so that's what's really nice. So I don't do that for, Know Your Worth does not do that that for people. And most tax accountants, not that they won't, but like my tax accountant, our first year advised us not to have him do it because he would charge us for it. And it wasn't worth the charge. So he basically said, just download the 1040. You can put in your own numbers to it and it'll really help you just calculate everything from there. So determining that number isn't all that difficult. The other way that you can do it is if you know what tax bracket you're in, you're in the typical 22% tax bracket. That's what most of our clients are in. But whatever tax bracket you're in, you want to know that. So if you're in the 22% tax bracket, a really safe estimate is just to do 30% and submit that each quarter. Mm-hmm. And I know that can be tough for some business owners if you're really tight on cash that quarter or like you had plans to submit or to pay for something else big the next quarter and you really want that cash. That's what's sometimes hard about quarterly taxes if you know that you're saving up for a big purchase that will then lower your tax liability in the next quarter. You want to take some of that into consideration on what cash you're really expending from the account. A safe bet is 30%, but following that 1040 ES is going to give you what the true estimated tax on that dollar amount is. And if you can really expend that cash in that quarter, the next quarter, you'll true it up. So say you didn't make any money the next quarter because you had that big purchase, you'd go to fill out your quarterly payment and then you would not owe the same amount of money. So it would true up the next month. So it is a really safe form to follow if you're really just looking to make sure that you're following the guidelines all year. But you can always consult with your tax accountant if you need that cash to make a big purchase that you know then is going to throw you into the negatives for the year and you're not going to make a profit because you have to do this for your normal course of business. That's something where you should consult with your tax accountant and see what the best plan of action is for like the cash flow of your business. Mm -hmm. You want to look at that because it's really tough if you expend all of your cash in the first quarter because you had a great first quarter, but then you know you're not going to make any money throughout the summer. Then you're in the negative because you didn't have the cash flow to then have your operations. So that's what it really can be tough to make that assertion on like paying that true amount. And I think that's why people hesitate with quarterly taxes. So it is something that you want to have that conversation with a trusted professional to see truly what your year is going to look like and how you should be planning for that throughout the year. But if you have the cash flow, you can manage it. Submitting those quarterly estimates is absolutely something that you want to do. I'm taking a quick break in this episode because I think for us business owners who don't have an accounting degree, we all pretty much agree that taxes are the worst part of running our businesses, right? Thankfully, Sydney put together three guides for us to make it so much simpler to tackle this part of our business. The first is the monthly bookkeeping checklist, which includes the tasks we need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. I would not survive without this. 
Then you're going to want to check out the guide on the 75 plus tax write-offs so you can make sure you're including all of the right expenses when you go to do your bookkeeping so you're not overpaying. And the final guide you need is the tax planning questions to ask your accountant, which is going to make you 10 times more confident when talking to someone who is helping you with your taxes. The links for all of these guides are in the show notes for you. Now back to the episode. Does the government care if it's exactly 30% of? No. They no. just want something. I would love to actually get some insight from a, if there's a business owner out there or a tax professional out there that really could hammer this in even further or clarify this even further for us. But in my experience and from what I have been told by the tax professionals I work with, as you as an individual that has to pay quarterly taxes, get to 90% of the tax liability that you will owe by the time you file your taxes, you won't be assessed a penalty. So they don't care how you get there or right. how you put the puzzle pieces together. Right. Just get there. If you abuse that, I think you could open yourself up to an audit. I would say that there are some red flags where if you get to the end of the year and on January 15th for the last payment, you submit $100,000 massive tax yeah. payment, the government come in, might come back and say like, you didn't make any money all year. And then in the fourth quarter, you actually did. Like They might want to look into that and they would expect you to make more quarterly payments because they do want their money throughout the year. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily abuse that policy, but if you can confidently talk through the needs as a business owner and as an individual, in my experience and what I've been told by trusted professionals, if you can get to that 90% by January 15th, mm -hmm. you should be okay. Okay. So I, again, like I would absolutely consult with your professional that you work with and what they're comfortable with. But from what I've been advised on and what my clients have been advised on and what we've worked with their tax professionals, that's what we've come to. Okay. That makes mm -hmm. sense. And that is what is stated on the 1040 ES is you're subject to owe at least $1,000 in the year, then you need to make an estimated payment. If you are subject to owe less than $1,000, you don't need to make a quarterly payment. So if you're looking and you fill out that 1040 ES and the final amount due is less than $1,000, you're don't good. Worry about it. You don't need to. Yeah. So if your business expenses are net with your profits, you don't you're need good. to. Yeah. Um, it, so if it's more than $1,000, you need to make sure that you need to get to 90% is what it says. Yeah. In the simplest sense. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the due dates. Mm -hmm. So we went over those. Very wonky. It is a little bit weird. Put it totally, in your calendar, yeah. set an alert in your phone. So then after that is actually submitting the payments. And we're going to talk a little bit about PA because I know Pennsylvania where I need to submit for my Pennsylvania taxes. But for the IRS, for your federal taxes, you want to either mail a check. So you'd fill out that 1040 ES, you'd write a check and you'd mail it to the address that they say. It's as simple as that. And I recommend, and I have had experience with this personally and with clients, that anytime you're mailing something to the IRS, you should do certified mail so that you can okay. track when it gets there and that you know the date that it gets there. Didn't you say on the other episode you could even have it where someone has to sign for it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I highly recommend just paying that eight bucks extra or whatever it is, $15 <clears throat> extra to have that comfort of knowing that it got there. It got there, yeah. you have the receipt for it. And then if the IRS comes back and says, we got this late, like you have this signed document saying that they got it on time. Mm -hmm. So I would really recommend doing that if you're going to mail a check. You can also make electronic payments. So the IRS has an online payment portal and it's the EFTPS system. So you can make payments on there with a debitor or a credit card. And the credit cards have a little bit of a fee associated with it, but you can use that absolutely. And you can just go on there and make the payment and it will track with your social security number so that when you go to file at the end of the year, 
you have a electronic record of the payments that you oh, made wow, for your taxes. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's a really nice one. And then your state estimated taxes are another one too. You want to look at the state that you're in. For Pennsylvania, I believe it's 3% is the Pennsylvania taxes that you're required to make. Again, like that's what my tax account is always recommended to me. Mm-hmm. So you want to go on to like my path is in Pennsylvania. So you go on to your my path and you would submit your individual estimated payment on my path. So those are how you submit it again. They That's all ACH, bank transfers, credit card, any of those for the submission of the actual payment, or you can mail in, I'm sure, to my path too, but I do not do, all of my clients do online the payments. Online. Yeah, it's just really nice to have a digital record there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, yeah. that seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, exactly. And after that, you want to keep the record of it. Keep good records. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're printing out the confirmation pages for those taxes. So that way, when you get to the end of the year, your tax accountant says, what estimated payments did you make? You can just turn in those sheets and say, this is what I did. Here are the dates. Here are the ACH confirmation numbers. Yeah. Go for it. That's it. Become your tax accountant's (laughs) favorite client. Absolute favorite client. Organized, organized, organized. Gold star client. Yes, absolutely. And also keeping good records by noting it in your your bookkeeping software, your calendar for reminders and updates. Like we were saying, like put those dates in there so that you can know when to look, like get those alerts. So just have those yearly reminders of when you need to get things ready, getting the confirmation pages. And I was going to say one other thing with keeping good records, obviously keeping your books clean and ready to go is the easiest way to submit things on time too. So I know we've talked a lot about that in some of our episodes, so I won't get too deep into the records and things, but just making sure that you have your books up to date is going to be huge for ease of submission and less internal dread. Yes, exactly. Um, Do you remind your clients, hey, quarterlies are due? Is that something that you tell them? Yeah, we send out like a kind of an automated notice to all of our clients, like quarterly estimates are coming up. If you are someone that needs to submit, these are the deadlines. This Mm -hmm. is what you should expect. Schedule a meeting with us so that we can go over everything and then provide you the statements in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we definitely remind our clients about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you have the funds, invest in the bookkeeper, the tax professional, unless this is something you feel super confident about by yourself. And go for you. Good for you. Go you. you If you do. Cheers. Go you. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so after that, just consulting with your tax accountant, consulting with your bookkeeper. It's huge. That's like the easiest way to just lower that internal dread. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. That's the goal. Talk it over with other people. Consult with other people. You're not alone if you don't know how to pay your quarterly taxes and estimates. Mm -mm. A lot of people get very freaked out by it. It's very normal. And it's just something that you want to be ahead of the game for. Because yeah. as soon as you pay it, you get to relax. Yeah, it's gone. It's done. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's something like once you do it a couple of times, you're just like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do it. Absolutely. And tax laws change all the time. So it's always good to just keep checking in with those professionals that are keeping up to date with them for you. It, it would behoove you. I think that's going to be our word of the Know Your <laughs> Work it podcast. Back. It would <laughs> behoove you. To consult with someone because it just it it takes that burden off of you to know everything all the time and the tax laws change all the time so it's always good to make sure that you have someone that you trust to give you guidance on it. Sweet, I'm yeah. so lucky I have you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I feel the same way. Like, cheers to that. <laughs> all right, well that was really great. I feel like that walked you from step one to step seven. Yeah, and yeah, pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. It is. A, it's a simpler process than most people think. 
It's one of those things you build up in your head. Yes. And then when you actually do it, you're like, wow, that actually took four minutes exactly. of my life. But I worried about it for 40 days. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> cool. We're familiar. <laughs> yes. And a lot of the buildup, I think, is on like getting the numbers ready to submit. Mm -hmm. So get the numbers ready to submit because once you get them ready to submit, it's all downhill from there. It yeah. is. Or uphill, depending on how happy uphill. Yeah, yeah. Or it's, hosting downhill. Yeah, exactly. What? Not it's all, like. Yeah. What do you, how do you feel about it? Well, which one would you use? It's all downhill from here. That or, feels like things are tanking. Not good. Really? Because I feel like it's all uphill from here, which seems like it's like a battle. I'm like struggling to get up the hill. Like I'd much rather Let just like tuck and roll down the hill and just yeah. sled ride down the hill. Walking back up the hill is terrible. <laughs> Okay, let us know what team you are. Yeah, team an, uphill or team downhill? Yeah, it's all downhill from here. Or it's an uphill battle. Yeah, There's, I think you're right. Yeah, but you can only go up from here. That's a good one. Yeah. So I'd be interested to hear what our listeners have to say. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, have a lovely rest of your day. Enjoy it. And I hope you have a little bit of less internal dread after this episode, knowing that you're going to have everything handled and submitted and you're going to be on top of things for yeah. your quarterly estimates. So if you need any help preparing your numbers or getting anything situated, give us a text, give us a call, give us an email, and we will be there to, to help you out. Yeah. Love All right. Guys. Enjoy your days. If you found a bit of inspiration in this episode for achieving your sexy money goals, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you never miss an episode. If you're a growing entrepreneur, but you're still managing your own bookkeeping, it's time to bring on a bookkeeper to make sure your numbers are accurate and you're maximizing your financial opportunities. From categorizing your transactions to account reconciliation and financial statements, we'll take it all off your plate so you can focus on the parts of your business that light you up. Book a call with us and let's see if we'd be a great fit to work together as you grow into your next level business.